What is up, everyone, and welcome to Podcast with Pack. I'm your host, Pastor Ashley Karayuki, and this is a podcast packed with real conversation, a life-changing message, and a time of refreshing. Thanks for tuning in. Be blessed by today's episode. We've been in a series called Brace for Impact, and we're going to continue in that. And today... We're going to shift a little bit. Last week we talked about people, period, which is one of our code phrases or one of our code pillars, what we believe. We believe we serve, period. We show up and we take back. And people, period. And today I want us to shift under the people part and park there a little bit. Amen? So we're still talking about people, period, but I need us to understand something about people. And I want to talk to you as well as I want to minister to some. I want to make sure we're understanding what God is saying to us and not just saying to us, but saying through us. Amen? Amen. So get your Bibles really quick. Go to Mark chapter 2. I was so honored this week along with our bishop to serve and sit under our apostle, Dr. Rod Parsley, hallelujah. He was with us this week in town locally. We got to go and be with him. And it's always such a refreshing just to sit and hear what Bishop and I say. It's great to hear daddy talk. It's just great to hear him just speak to us and talk to us. Because every time I sit there and listen to him, even if it's casual conversation, even from the pulpit, it's always a reminder. Somebody say reminder. Come on, somebody say reminder. It is always a reminder. He always reminds us what it is we're doing. He reminds us why. What are we here for? He said it. What are we doing? Why are we here? We are here because they are not. And who are they? Your family. They are your children. They are your neighbor. They are your coworker. The man and the woman on the corner. The person in the in the supermarket. They're not here. Therefore we do what we do. They are people and people are souls. Somebody say people are souls. Now you can talk back to me this morning. Amen. We have said in our vision statement, Eternal Life Harvest Center is a ministry that is taking back enemy-held territory. We are dedicated to making an impact from the inside out by reaching out to the hurting, depressed, broken, hopeless, rich, poor, happy, black, white, young, old, man, woman. If I find you, just say yes. People, period. But one thing about people is a formula that Bishop and I have understood about people that we want to make sure we hit home in the next few minutes. Is anybody ready for a miracle? (laughs) And so today I want to talk to you about B3. B3. Belong, believe, behave. Amen? So if we see here in Mark chapter 2, verse number 13 is where we begin. Mark chapter 2, verse 13. I'm reading from the New King James. It says, Then he went out again by the sea, and all the multitude came to him, and he taught them as he passed by. He saw Levi, whose name was Matthew as well. He saw Levi, the Bible says, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office. He was at work doing his job. And he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. (laughs) Verse 15 says, now it happened as he was dining in Levi's house. So earlier that day, Jesus is walking through the city. He sees Levi or Matthew. He says, Matthew, follow me. And Matthew dropped everything and he got up and he went. And then later on that evening, the same God who called him to follow him was the same God who met him. At his house. God is about to visit somebody's house today, amen. The Bible says that he was dining in Levi's house that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. Tax collectors 
and sinners. People, period. They sat together with Jesus and his disciples. So some of the dirty and some of the clean came together to sit at the feet of Jesus. For there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need for a physician. But those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Somebody say B3. B3. Look at somebody say B3. People, period. So we're talking about B3, belong, believe, behave. And that is like steps. Step one, step two, step three. And this ladder or whatever you want to call it is like the person that many of us either came in here as or used to be. If you look at this, it's, it's a little messed up. It's all kinds of junk all over it. It's stained. It's not the cleanest. It's not the prettiest. But last I checked, neither are you. Amen. I know you earned your clothes this morning, but that's not usual. You washed your face this morning, but hey, sometimes we got to look twice. A lot of us can relate to this old beat up stepping stool. But just like this beat up stepping stool, many of us can see ourselves like this, but there is a B3 that makes us feel like we can run this Christian race. And there's something that we have to carry and understand as believers that God is the way Jesus did it. He wanted us to belong, believe, then behave. But see, the issue is the church has it backwards. Most people don't go soul winning, won't minister to people, don't really care about people too much because they, they think that someone has to first believe. And then once they believe, then they need to behave. And then once they behave, okay, we accept you. You belong. <laughs> but Jesus shows us in Mark chapter 2. He shows us that's not how he did it. He's walking through. And he didn't sit there and go and preach any gospel to Matthew. He just simply looked and said, hey, you belong with us. follow me but the church doesn't do that we go and it's great to evangelize yes we are one of the most evangelistic churches out there but even in our evangelism God is calling us to a place higher to catch more fish when we start understanding how Jesus caught fish uh, Jesus in Mark 2 shows us and throughout with every disciple he said come follow me Come follow me. I want you to write this down. A person wants to belong. Then they will be open to believing. And then you will see their behavior shift. And so I want you to see this as steps. I want you to see this as steps. And so step one is belong. Somebody say belong. Step one belong belong someone walk through e-life today they want to belong then we don't need them here yet we don't need them up here we want them to belong write this down every body in this room in fact let me say it this way let me just say it like this we were not created to do life alone I don't care how you feel about people. I don't care how much you've been hurt. 
I know the very people God calls us to love are the very people that hurt us. I know. But all that aside, God still did not call us to do life alone. We were put here from the beginning together. Because together is better. Shameless plug. Okay. Adam looked around in Genesis and said, I do not see anyone who is suitable for me. I do not see a community. Uh, I don't see anyone who is suitable for me. He was looking for a community. And when you break down community, it means common unity. It's what we have in common that unifies us. And so Adam, he seen the giraffe and said, yes, it's beautiful, but it, it, I don't see me. I, 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 I see the elephant. Yes, it's wonderful, but I don't see me. In fact, you told me to have dominion over these things, God. I'm looking for someone who is suitable, who is common, that I can unify with and belong with. When God made Eve, he wasn't just making her for wifey. He was making her as community. <laughs> That's why we say, even right now, out on the board, we say the Harvest Center is not the place just to be, but the place to belong. You belong here. Look at somebody say, you belong here. I know it's your first time and it's the first time you see this crazy woman just jumping all around looking like she ain't got no sense. I know it's crazy, but guess what? You belong here. You belong here. Oh, I know you just heard this man of God preach and pray in some funky accent that you ain't never heard before. But guess what? You belong under this anointing, under this house, under this power. That You belong to fit the vision. And the community of believers here set and sent to make an impact. Because <laughs> we will make an impact. Have you ever been a place where you felt like you don't belong? Have you ever been somewhere where you just feel like, I don't belong here? Now, I'm not talking about your preference or insecurity, because some people don't belong because they chose not to belong. Like you're giving the opportunity to belong, but your insecurity keeps you from joining in. And that's a very real thing, especially in the body of Christ. That's why there's so many clicks and ifs and all that mess. Because you sit here and you say, oh, I don't belong now. Yes, you do. You're just rejecting the welcome and the opportunity. Some of you are lonely by choice. You choose. And I understand that trauma and drama has hurt you for so many years and people hurt you. But the same people who hurt you, God can heal you and give you the ability to love. Don't tell me God can't do it. <laughs> belong. Somebody say belong. But there are places and spaces that you do go into where you just generally feel rejected. And it's not, that you're not it's not that you're trying to be rejected or trying to stay out of it. It's that you're trying to belong, but you just know, I'm not welcomed here. Anybody? Unfortunately, we grade people on belonging before they're even given a chance to get in the door. We look at what they look like and say, no, they don't belong here. That's why today, to this day, one of the craziest statistics is the most segregated time in the week is Sunday mornings at 10 and 11 a.m. Because we look at the color of their skin and say, no, you don't belong here. The devil is a lie. That's why I said we're not a black church, we're not a white church, we're not a red church. We are the church of Jesus Christ and all are welcome to this house. We grade people on belonging based on appearance. And this is why the world is so apt to just give people space and why people feel more at home in the world and warming themselves by the fires of this world. Huh. They feel more apt to run to the streets and run to the world because the world opens up a chair and say, this is where you belong. 
But God is looking for a remnant people who will clear the seat next to them and say, this seat is vacant and I saved it just for you. If you got a vacant seat next to you, open it up, get it clear, because I decree and declare every chair filled in this house, according to the word of God, we shall compel them to come in. They belong in that seat. I'm serious. If you got a chair next to you, get something out the way. Somebody sitting there. Go ahead and speak to it. Declare them there. Declare them there. They're there in Jesus name. In Jesus name. <laughs> We need to get to that place that that seat is vacant for people, period. For them to belong sitting right here by me, period. The reason statistically kids and teenagers join gangs and get involved in all kinds of mess is because they just want to belong. They want to belong. If you talk to someone in a gang, they will tell you that's my family. They will tell you they were there for me. They made me feel like this is where I belong. Because that's what everybody's looking for. Everybody wants to be accepted and guess what? It's godly. I said to be accepted is godly. Now is the acceptable year of the Lord. So you're sitting here getting mad at people because they want to belong, but that urge and desire to belong is a godly urge. It's a godly desire. So stop making people feel like you're not welcome here. This seat's taken. No, let me clear my seat. If I got to stand so you can sit and get the word, you belong here, baby. So sit down. Tell somebody, take a seat. <laughs> B3, belong. That's the first step. Belong. 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 We want people to belong. Then when they belong, guess what? They can start believing. Step two, believing. Glory to God, I'm not afraid of heights. Hallelujah. Bishop, you left his example for me. Hallelujah. I belong. Now I can have an opportunity to believe. Now this step is so important. Why is this step important? Because this is the place where discipleship, stay up here, A.B., praise the Lord. Stay up here, sis. Okay, you're going to go grab it, go grab it. Yeah, give it up for her. She's a blessing to my life. Hallelujah. <laughs> believe is where discipleship and deliverance meet because once someone belongs they are more apt to believe <laughs> that step is so crucial Acts 241 those who believed what Peter said were baptized they believed then you see a behavior they believed. They believed. I want you to write this down. Community influences you and teaches you. The law of association is always at work, not just when you're doing something wrong, it's also when you're doing something right. Those that you belong to is usually how you believe. <laughs> oh man, I hope y'all hear me today. Write this down, you believe what you believe, more than likely, based on who and what you are around and who and what you have been exposed to. A child does not come out the room, the womb, hating. They got into a family that taught them hate. When I belong to someone, I belong to them, I'm theirs, they now have the opportunity to put into me beliefs <laughs> that shape me, disciple me, and deliver me. 
So I go out here and I meet someone on the street and I evangelize and give them the word of God. And not just leave them there. I bring them in. And I begin to teach them and pour into them. Y'all, this is the missing ingredient in the body of church, the church, of the body of Christ. Nobody disciples anymore. We just get people, we bring them in, and we don't teach them nothing. Then you wonder why they act like that 10 years later. Bishop said it. Lack of teaching. Teaching destroys unbelief. Teaching destroys unbelief. Why is e-life so important? Because you get into a group in a community where you belong and you're talking the word of God and you're learning the principles and you're getting into the study and you're learning and all of a sudden you realize, wait, my belief system is changing. Oh. Huh. I believe. I believe because I belong. <laughs> There's steps. I can't get to believe before I belong. If, if I can jump to believe, but it's a little bit hard to do that. It's, it's easier to make someone feel welcome. Then I have the opportunity to get them to believe. And now that they believe, I can begin to disciple them. And discipleship, write this down. Discipleship. Discipleship is the gateway to deliverance and how to maintain deliverance. Someone come to this altar, they get delivered. You know how to keep them delivered? Discipleship. The same way you gotta go get gas later today because you didn't get none yesterday and you seen that light on E. <laughs> you seen the light on E and you was like, I got two more miles. And your car like, <laughs> You're like, I got two, you got it, you got, it's got a big reserve, it's got a big reserve tank. <laughs> Putting the car in neutral at a stoplight, stop at the gas station. <laughs> the same way you got to go fill your car up. Even you, you have to maintain your spiritual walk. Just because you got delivered today don't mean you're going to be delivered tomorrow. You got to feed the same spirit that delivered you every single day. Discipleship. The reason why so many backslides because they are not held accountable. And there's no discipleship. There's no discipleship. Believe is so important. There's no discipleship. Therefore, they don't maintain deliverance. They join the team by belonging. You join the team. Hey, you made the team. You're on the team. Cool, you're on the team. But every practice, <laughs> every drill, every workout, that is believing. That is the discipline. That makes you be able to stay in the game. If you go to, from belonging to behaving, I bet you ain't really going to have enough stamina to keep that behavior. Because your belief system is what's going to shift your behavior. Oh, have mercy. The story of adoption is simply this. I heard a very strong testimony. I don't remember the lady's name, but she adopted a young boy from the Congo. And when she, had, I think it was the Congo, it was somewhere in East Africa or Central Africa. And she adopted the young boy. He was four years old. And when she adopted the young boy, he came into a family to, to the West, an American family. He, had, he didn't hardly know English. He didn't hardly know anything. And everything was so new to him. And when she came and she brought him home, he looked around and he was like, you're my mom? You're my dad? Okay, I belong here. But she said she had to continue to pour into him and tell him, this is what the word says. This is what we believe. This is how we act. This is what we do. Why do we do it? She had to shift his belief system because for four years, all he knew was an orphanage in Africa. And so he was acting what he was taught. What I'm trying to get you to do is stop trying to clean the fish before you catch them. I cannot stress that enough. I'm not talking about you tolerate mess. That's not what I'm saying. Keep a standard. But even in keeping a standard, teach a standard. <laughs> We're messed up. Y'all, this ladder was messed up. It's got everything all over it. We're dealing with people. People are messed up. You are messed up. Yes, I am messed up. 
Why? Because I'm an imperfect human, but I serve a perfect God who said, you belong to me. Now let me pour into you what you're supposed to believe. Oh, my goodness. Belong. Believe. Be three. Be three. We are supposed to make them feel like they belong. But once they're here, now we have that opportunity to pour into. Jesus shows us that with all his disciples in Mark chapter 2, when he called Levi, when he called John, when he called Peter, when he called all his disciples, when he called Andrew, he said, hey, come follow me. You belong with me. Now he taught them the word of God. He taught them so much in the fellowship and coming together often. He would preach before the crowds. He would have deliverance and healing. But he would come apart with his disciples. And he sit with them. And he talked to them. And he changed our belief system. <laughs> Discipleship is how to maintain deliverance. He kept them from the world because he taught them from another world. He, he, he. He poured into them. And that's what the church has to start doing today. I've never understood how we have all these big, great things and it's wonderful. But where are those who are saying, I'm going to walk beside her. I'm going to build her. I'm going to stand by this young man. I'm going to build this young man. I'm not going to have this event and not make sure I send a text and say, hey, I want you here. I got a seat for you. Because I want them to believe. I want them to believe. Belief is not just at the moment of salvation. It's continuous. I hope you're catching it. Don't expect. This is big because it takes us to step three. Don't expect people to behave like you if they don't believe like you. Nor if they're not delivered like you. If they don't believe like you, what you A dog is gonna bark, because it's a dog. <laughs> and it knows it. It's not gonna act like a human. And if it does, <laughs> cast the devil out, no. But honestly, we have to understand, no one's going to behave like you if they don't believe like you. And so it would do us the justice to understand this progress with people. All right, they belong. Awesome, you're here. Thank you for coming. You're here. Now, this is the moment to pour in so they can believe. So ultimately, they can behave. They can behave. They can behave. They can behave. Now, you might hear that word behave and get a little scared. <laughs> because this whole system of individuality and be who you are, boo, has sort of messed up a, a whole generation. This whole ideal of your truth is coming for a generation. When the truth of the matter is that your truth is nothing but relativism. What is relativism? You have your truth. You have your truth. I have my truth, which means there's no absolute truth. And so everybody acts the way they want to act. Because their belief system is jacked up. And so everybody acting how they want to act. And then you sit here and say, why is everybody acting like this? Well, we got to go back to step two. People are not going to act that way without the truth being put in them. And I want to say this, there is an absolute truth. I understand you have your story and what you've gone through. That is your testimony, not your truth. 
They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. If you stop looking at that thing as your truth and your truth and start realizing that it's not my truth, it's my testimony. And when I testify to what God has done, see, here's the thing. We're trying to become a better self. Trying to become a better us, behave a better way, be a better way. But the last I checked, the word of God said is we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The only image you're supposed to become more and more like is the image of our great Savior, Jesus Christ. You are supposed to be conforming more and more to Jesus, not more and more to you. Because if you're conforming more and more to you, there's no salvation in you. There's only salvation in Jesus. We are image bearers. What is that image? The image of Jesus Christ. You are becoming more and more like him. And so, belong, believe, I behave. And so as I'm behaving, what I got to understand is, why is this behave so important? Paul, Paul said in the word, follow me as I follow Christ. <laughs> You're, a person belongs, they believe, and now they behave because of everything that preceded it. A person fresh from a contrary life to the principles and edicts of God usually do not behave right fresh out the gate. They don't. Peter went from cutting off ears to preaching Pentecost and cursing. Lord God, some of y'all still cursing. It's all right. We're going to help your belief. <laughs> some people <laughs> struggle, but this holds this up. Because even though you're struggling with your behavior, when your belief got it together, your belief will bring, be like the Holy Spirit and say, hey. Oh, man, I hope you're getting me. You begin to shift in your behavior once someone believes and feels like they belong. People act on what they believe. Jesus said, I believe. Therefore, I speak. I, I need you to see how much belief supports behave. Step three is behave. But again, that belief, y'all, so important. That discipleship, that deliverance is so important. Behavior, write this down, behavior modif modification is only achieved when a heart encounters the presence of God and the genuine people of God. Genuine people. Not people you gotta watch your back with. Not people you're like, oh no. I mean genuine people of God who have a heart for God and the things of God. The only way for behavior to be modified is when that heart encounters the unadulterated presence of God and disciple by genuine people of God. I know you hear me talk again about behavior and you might feel, oh, know about this part. <laughs> but here's the thing about behavior in your Christian walk. You might be the only Christ someone ever sees. You might be the only Christ someone ever sees. You. You might not ever open your mouth for somebody to see how you act. And they'll just know, oh man, that one knows something I don't know. They'll see your smile and say, oh man, that one knows something I don't know. They got something I don't have. How you act is important. That's the problem. Nobody stood up and said, stop acting like that. I know 
it sounds like I'm talking to children. I'm not, I'm not trying to disrespect anyone. But the truth of the matter is you act like you act because of what you believe. And people who come in here, people period, we got to pour into their belief so that they can begin to act like they're supposed to act. Oh, God. We might be the only Christ someone ever sees. Not just hears, but sees. Your greatest witness, but remember this, your greatest witness to Christ is the example of your life. Your greatest witness. You can go to somebody and recite Genesis to Revelation correctly, but that is not impressive. The way you live is what impresses someone. It's what impresses God. <laughs> Be holy because I am holy. Oh, God. Acts says that all that Jesus began to do and to teach. He taught and he did. He believed and he behaved. And we're sitting here casting this giant net and saying, oh, come in. But then we... We're gonna switch it up. <laughs> We're gonna switch it up. I got you with belong, Pastor Ashley. I got you. I got you. Yes, I can make anybody feel welcome. Chick fil A has nothing on me. It is completely my pleasure to give you this tithe and offering envelope. It is complete. It is my pleasure. Completely. I can, if you ever been through a Chick-fil-A drive-through, I don't care what. That line could be wrapped around this block. You out of there in five minutes, wait on it. And you're going to feel like an experience. Oh, I got you on belong, Pastor Ashley. I got you. Yes, make them feel belong. You belong. You belong here. Hey, sister, you belong here. Come sit by me. I got you. But as soon as that sister sit by you and she start behaving contrary to you, you just switch the papers. And you like, hey, sis, let her sit by you. We can't switch this place no more, y'all. God is sending them in. I said, God is sending them in. I said, God is sending them in. I said, God is sending them in. I wish I had faith in the house. God is sending them in. God is sending them. The harvest is coming. I said, the harvest is coming. Revival is imminent. The harvest is coming. We're going to see drunkards come off the street. We're going to see prostitutes come in here and lay down drugs. We're going to see gang members lay their colors down. We're going to see it out. We're going to see husbands returning to their wives and wives returning to their husbands. We're going to see children come home. But when they get here, don't switch it up. Because what you got to understand, they've been in the world for years. They've been in the world for years. Peter had been in the world for years. That's why he still had a cuss on him. <laughs> God sent them in. So let's get it right. The children who don't go to church aren't going to act right in our kids. And you can't get upset. And try to put them in a corner all service. I feel a children's ministry anointing coming in here. You got to realize that that child, even at the age of six, is an eternal soul. And I'm not going to be distracted by a behavior. I'm going to put in them a system that believes so that they will understand the word of God. I'm going to give them the gospel, believe, then I'm going to get some behavior that acts right. Then I get a yes ma'am, no ma'am. Oh, praise God. Are you understanding? Are you, people, period, but y'all, this is the formula to people. B3. This is the formula. Belong. 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 You belong here. I'm talking to somebody. You ain't been here in a long time. You came back today. You belong here. 
I know, we, we, something, we crazy a little bit, but hey, you belong here. We're a little bit from around the way. We're a little rough on the edges, I know, but you belong here. You belong here. You belong here. Some of you sitting here thinking about changing churches. God said you belong here. That under anointing is not the anointing that brings you deliverance. And I'm tired of people. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bishop. You can rebuke me later. I will take it. I'm tired of people disconnecting from anointings that deliver them. I can, if I pass this mic around, just because your friend went there or because somebody else, that ain't got nothing to do with the anointing in the place that God has put you at. And you turn around, fool around, and disconnect from an anointing that's going to deliver you. And then you get out there in the world and you realize I'm uncovered. But the grace of God says, go and cover them. <laughs> you belong here. Somebody needs to tell the church that again. We have gotten away from an authentic evangelism. And what do we do? We swap members. Like we play in a strategic game of chess. You got this one, I got that one. This ain't the NBA draft. I'm not looking for the next best talent. I'm looking for souls who want God. I'm looking for those who say I want the cloud of God, not just the crowd. Sorry. We got to stop it. Young people, stop it. Every wind of doctrine. Every, you, your ears are itching. Get you some coconut oil and clean that ear out. Stop listening to everybody. Stop running to everybody because they say God. God could be that tree out there. Do they serve Jehovah Rapha? Do they know Jesus? Everything's so fashion. Oh, their Jordans is better than that pastor's Jordan. Stop it. If you're here for a Jordan, I ain't the church. I'm sorry. Let me behave. Okay. <laughs> belong. You belong here. If somebody's watching me online who you've left, you need to get back here. You belong here. You belong here. Grace, grace. It's the grace of God that brings messages like that. People say, you being too harsh. You being too mean. You being too... It's, I thank God that my daddy would chase me down and say, get it together. You belong here. Stop acting like a bastard. You belong here. Sorry. I'm tired of that spirit. Snatching women, snatching men, snatching those who have been planted. The devil is a lie. You belong here. All right, Caps. You ain't going nowhere. I, I know you. You here. You here. Belong. That's it. We don't appreciate it. We don't. We don't appreciate it. We think this is common. Pastor Parsley said it Thursday night. I'm sorry. I know we got to go to the fair. Pastor Parsley said it. He said, we, we think a pulpit like this is common. Go, go, go up the street. I beg you. Bishop says, put up your banner and try. I dare you. Go up the street. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me, tell me where you find a man of God who prays in 2022. Tell me where you find a church that says we're shutting down and we're coming in here at 6 a.m. And we're going to pray and we're going to fast and we're going to give God everything. Show me. They're hard to find. When you find it, you better hold on to it. Seeker sensitive church that messed it up. I'm sick of it. Sorry. Hallelujah. You belong here. Look at them smile. You belong so that you can get something poured into you. I went the wrong way. Uh-oh, I missed the belief. Help believe. So you can believe. Believe. Getting what you get. Y'all, again, everybody ain't preaching the word. Like they're not. They're not, mama. They're not. They're not preaching the word. They're not. They're not preaching the word like they used to. They don't. They're not students of the word. They block out a day with a couple of hours to prepare and not all week eat the word. 
listen, study. They, no, it's, it's, not a, it's not a practice. We, we got to get people in here so we can get them to believe. A biblical worldview. Not your opinion. The book is right, they are wrong. What the Bible says, a biblical worldview has to be preached again in the last day. What the Bible says, the view of God must be preached, his perspective, his, his word, because his word is true, it's not an opinion. Stop seeing the word of God as an opinion, as a suggestion box. Well, let me go to the word of God and see what he thinks. No! Supposed to shape what we believe. Shape what we believe so you get in this place and now we go, yes, we are going, like my pastor used to say, I am going to brainwash you because you need your brain washed in the blood of the Lamb. The way the devil had you thinking, the way the devil had you defeated, the way the devil had you all messed up, you need to be brainwashed. Washed in the blood of the Lamb. Whew. Believe. We get them here. Now let's put something in them. Put something in them. Put something in you. Put something in them. I ain't just here just to have a social club. You can go to Sam's for that. You can go to golf course at the church for that. This your first time here? I am here to give you the word. That's it. And after you have that, you then see a behavior modification. Your language changes. You ever been around the Harvest Center people? And you've been around for a minute. All of a sudden, they all start sounding alike. I've been married to my husband for 15 years. My sister called me the other day and said, Hey, I thought you was uh, Evans. I said, first of all, my voice ain't that deep. Secondly, it makes sense. Because I start to sound and behave like the man that I've been with for 15 years. Why? Because as Bishop has taught us, alos, same. If I'm around the same people and I'm hearing the same word and I belong to the same people and I belong to the same word, guess what? I'm going to start behaving like the same people. And that is what God is looking for. You're trying to be an individual. You're trying to be all yourself. You're trying to come into this true you. But who will say, I'm going to behave like the Lord told me to behave. I'm going to behave according to the word of God. I'm going to behave. According to what I believe. And this I believe. The word is true. This I believe. That the Holy Spirit is still moving. This I believe. That he will fill you with the prayer. That helps you speak in another language. And when I open my mouth. I believe that I can change the atmosphere. This I believe. This I believe. I'm not sitting here to just act like I got it and I don't. No, no. I believe it. Therefore I do it. James said, don't just look in the mirror, see it, walk away and forget. James said, don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word, of the word, believe, behave. So today, and I'm done, close your Bibles. Today, you have an opportunity First of all, you're going to be seeing this image in your head all day. <laughs> Pack standing on a nine-foot ladder. <laughs> By faith. <laughs> Trying to help you understand. People, period. And this is the formula to the people that God is sending us. And this is the formula even to you. If you've been in this ministry any time, a long time, this is even the formula to you. This is the formula to you. Don't let the enemy try to kick you out. You belong here, and we're going to keep giving you the word so you can get, keep behaving like God has called us to behave. Behave is important. You're not going to keep getting distracted by everything. No, 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 no. I see the formula. I see the formula. I see the formula. I see it. B3. B3. See that as a command. B all three. B3. 
B3. B3. And right now, you have an opportunity to see this formula play out. I'm going to go ahead and dismiss E-Life leaders out if you want to go ahead and go to your tables. But right now, as they're preparing for you, you have an opportunity. Some of you are in this ministry and you have not joined an E-Life group. And you've been here for a while. There's no excuse. There's none. There's one for everybody. Why? Because we want all to feel like you belong. We, we, we come up with all of them. Just, just I think a, a couple weeks, couple months ago, we had a group that formed that was doing a sugar fast. And all of them were fasting sugar. And it was like 30 people praying for one another. Saying, baby, you ain't got to have that donut. Eat that apple. People coming with oranges and bananas. Hey, we got this. Because they had that community somewhere they belonged. Oh, We've come up with all these groups because we're going to find where you belong. We're going to find you. We're going to find you. We're going to find you. If it's fellas in football, we're going to find you. I don't care what it is. We're going to find you. We want you to belong. So we can pour it into you. We're going to pour it into you, the word of God. We're going to have fun and fellowship and laugh and cut up and all that fun stuff. Believe. And then you're going to see some things shift in your life. Behave. And as God brings in the harvest because he's doing it. As God brings in the harvest. I want you to understand that God is going to just keep this formula going. He's just going to keep it going. He's just going to keep it going. And you're going to watch lives change. Your life will be changed. Your life will be transformed. In the name of Jesus. Did you get anything today? I guess I can come down. Come down. Okay. <laughs> Did you get anything today? Did you say jump? <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. Bishop, join me up here. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want you to let someone else enjoy it. Go share, comment, leave a review, get the word out. Let's spread more encouragement in the world. Connect with me on all social platforms. You can find links to all my pages on ashleykariuki.com. Hope you will listen again very soon. God bless.